You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Yes, your ears do not deceive you. It is the Mexi-neck, as my nephews used to call me. (laughs) You know, uh, I like to drive a truck, folks. Uh, I'm an American. I'm a red-blooded American. I might have Mexican descent and Spanish descent, but I'm an American. You got a leaf blower? And I got a uh, smart, uh, I'm not even going to say it, but the the, uh, IT Mr. Producer over there wants to know if I have a leaf blower. Uh, You know, I do have a leaf blower. And um, I went to go see one of my friends. I call him my whitest friend. He lives up in Forsyth. He calls it Whiteyville. And, and folks, if you can't laugh at that, then you need to go find yourself a sense of humor. But uh, he had a cookout one time. And uh, so, um, you know, I, I had to jump in the truck. I was running late, so I jumped in the truck. I drive up to his house. Well, it just so happens that the leaf blower's in the back. I pull into his neighborhood, and all his neighbors start trying to hire me. Uh, so, you know, I mean, <laughs> being brown and owning a leaf blower, a leaf blower uh, don't, don't, take, don't, don't take the leaf blower with you, um, or, or you, like me, will try and you'll get hired everywhere you go. <laughs> you know, Mexicans are the only ones that I know of that uh, many, many years ago, Exxon had a, had a campaign going, uh, put a tiger in your tank, and they were giving away little tails that you'd hang off oh, your... Oh, right, hang off the tank. I've seen the, those. Yeah, yep. and uh, Mexicans are the only ones that would steal them. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> well, I tell you, you know, it, uh, it, it, is, it is funny. And, 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 you know, I'm glad that um, producer Brett brought this up. And, David, I'm glad you mentioned that, too. You know, because you've you've got to have a sense of humor in today's world and and you've got to you got to be able to laugh at yourself if you can't laugh at yourself you can't laugh at anyone else and and if i i have gone through life i've told you know if you're a new listener then then this will be a new treat for you but if you're a listener uh past listener then you know i i know coming across the speakers uh of your listening device i know that i sound like i am six foot five but I'm not <laughs> nowhere close. And uh, let me tell you something, folks. And, and, and I've told the story plenty of times. I grew up all of five. I mean, all of five foot three. If I was wearing the right shoes, and those shoes were usually Timberlands. Uh, and going through high school as a dude, and going through college as a dude, being that short, it wasn't easy. Um, in fact, I've told the story before. I, I really didn't realize how short I was until I got to college, and I'm walking through the quad, and everybody else is suddenly, I'm looking around, and I'm going, I can't see anything but the belt buckle in front of me. And that's if they're walking towards me. If they're walking uh, with me, I could see the brand of their jeans because I'm looking at their butts. And um, that's when I realized in the quad how short I was. So, uh, but, but the point is, folks, you know, I learned a long time ago. I got a lot. I have to be able to laugh at myself um and when people make fun of me over the years and and look folks we're in the greatest country in the world but are there some people out there that will make fun of you yeah there are there insecure people out there that will um, try and bring you down to make themselves feel better of course of course there are that's nature that's life and as soon as you realize that you can take power of of what affects you and words shouldn't hurt you words aren't going to hurt you folks unless you let them so I learned a long time ago. You know, I reached up here on my shoulder, and there was a little. There, there, I might have had a little uh, negativity thing uh, can sitting there, and I flicked it off, and uh, my life became better for it. And I started laughing at things, and so 
that's why I can joke about pulling into my friend's uh, very uh, affluent neighborhood in North Georgia with a leaf blower. And when people try to hire me, I said, how much are you going to pay me? Sure, I can operate a leaf blower. I am not one that's afraid of work. But anyway, folks, all right, let's get on to some topics of the day. Uh, you are tuned into America's Web Radio. This is the On Point with Victor show, and I am Victor Armendariz. And uh, we got a lot to, to get to today. We'll get a lot to talk about today. Um, I wanted to mention right off the bat, if you guys were paying attention last week or, or if you were watching the news, um, the building collapse that happened in Miami um, – Look, I you know I ask you guys every now and then, not very often, but every now and then I'll ask you to just pause, give some good thoughts, get some positive thoughts, give some prayers uh, out for these for for families that that need it. And right now there are a lot of families in Miami that need need your prayers, need your thoughts. Um, this building came down. I mean, folks, if you look it up, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, it's crazy. It was about one thirty in the morning or so, and a quarter of this building or more. Uh, just collapsed and and I don't think they know the reason I, I've seen I've seen some reports where they're they're saying that um, the parking lot in this building had flooded a few times uh, or flooded often so maybe there's something to do with um, the water uh, maybe affecting the concrete, you know, maybe maybe there was concrete uh, deterioration. So I'm sure at some point we're going to find out. But but the way this building collapsed, my goodness, it's uh, it was as if there were charges on the joints of this building and they were blown. And because it kind of it kind of fell the way a building that would be demolished would fall, uh, for, at least from what I observed. And uh, now don't take that and turn it into conspiracy theory. I'm only telling you what it looked like when I saw it. Um, not saying that happened. What I am saying, the plausible, what seems to be the plausible line to follow, and I'm sure we'll find out, is that if this parking lot was flooding in this building often, then maybe there's some concrete deterioration going on, and I'm sure they're going to look at that. And in fact, I've seen some reports where they are looking at that. Uh, but but I bring it up to to just. There's, there's also a very prominent name that's attached to that building. Really? What's that? Trump. Trump. Oh, really? Now that connection, I didn't know. Yeah, not not from a contractor or not from a construction side, but uh, uh, some of his family had places. There. Really? So it's well, you be know, well looked at. Then they need to, yeah, they'll they'll well, like I said, they need to investigate no matter what, and then that just gives them a, another reason to investigate. So thanks, thanks for that, David. So. So yeah, so so folks, just take a moment and think about those people. I mean, imagine if you were awoken in the middle of the night because of half your building or a third of your building collapsing. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy, folks. And there are a lot of people that are going to need help. And look, we're the most giving country in the world. We're the most giving people in the world. So if you have the means and you can, or you're near Miami and you can lend a hand to some of these folks, or or go online and 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 lend a hand. It's not just money. I mean, these folks are going to need clothing. They're going to need food. They're going to need lots of resources. So if you can do something, I know my listeners here at On Point with Victor, you guys are great. And, uh, and I've got listeners all across the country. So the, the length of where you are, if, even if you're in California, my listeners in California, you can look online and find a way to help if, if you're able. So, um, But again, I don't even have to ask my listeners because you guys are spectacular. Even the Democrats that are listening to On Point with Victor, I am sure uh, I can compel them to help, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, no, I look, I kid, I kid. Um, but I, but but really, give that give us a thought, folks, because it's it's a 
pretty terrible tragedy that happened down there, and 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 uh, we'll we'll hopefully get to the bottom of it soon. So, um, I I want to get into a few things. Um, first of all, look, I we broadcast from the state of Georgia, and I absolutely love the state of Georgia. Uh, but last week, I was in the state of Texas, and my goodness, is it a great state. <laughs> and as David here will attest, because he is from the great state of Texas, but I got to spend uh, four days last week in uh, in Dallas, and, and I'm, I'm out there quite a bit, actually. And uh, But every time I go out there, I'm reminded what a great state Texas is. I, I have to tell you. So I leave Atlanta and the Atlanta airport. And when I walk into – look, we here in Georgia, we're, we're pretty awesome too. And we're, we're, we believe in freedom here, at least for now. And, uh, you know, there's no mask BS going on here in Georgia. There's no restrictions. There's no lockdowns. None of that mess. Um, but you get to the airport. And because Pete Buttigieg is the FAA guy or the transportation guy or whatever guy he is, whatever post Biden put him in um, – but it is it is the bureaucracy that 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 Biden has been lending uh, more power to it, that is the reason that you walk into an airport and you've got to put on a mask, even though it was not that long few weeks ago that some emails from from King Fauci himself were discovered that that basically had emails of Fauci saying, yeah, these masks aren't going to do anything, which was no big surprise or shouldn't have been a big surprise because if you go back and look at videos all the way through January and February, uh, Dr. Fauci was telling you on TV that you did not need to wear a mask. In fact, it was something like this. Dr. Fauci was on CNN, MSNBC, uh, Fox News, the, and the rest of them. And he was asked about mask wearing. This was in January, all the way through February, folks. I even think the beginning of March he was touting this. And he was saying that, you know, as an American, you don't need to walk around in a mask. There's no need to walk around in a mask. A mask is going to stop droplets. A mask is going to help you against little things like that. But a mask isn't going to stop a nanovirus. And you know what? He's 100% right. He was right then. And he was writing his email that they discovered when they did the uh, Freedom of Information Act, and they've got his emails, and now they're going through his emails. And we saw the information that, that what he's with the truth about the mask. So anyway, it became political, and then we all saw where it went to there. And my point is, y- you walk into the airports, and they're still making you put on a mask, even though we know real data, real science, that it is not needed. And even if the mask let's just say was necessary before the vaccine it is not necessary after the vaccine and now that we have so many people vaccinated uh, there is absolutely no reason to be requiring people to wear masks you're just pissing off your customers you're you're making the airlines and the airport piss off their livelihood which is their customers and it needs to end soon. So, so I bring that up because I walk into the airport in Atlanta. Of course, there, you know, I now I'll walk through until somebody politely asks me to put on a mask, and then I'll do it. So I'm walking through the airport, and uh, and 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 I will say this about Atlanta: nobody really bothers me until I get up to the Delta counter. And and, and look, I, I don't get angry with the Delta employees. I don't argue with anybody. I just put it on. 
uh, because they're being forced to do it. And and I was actually talking to a really nice Delta agent, and I'm not going to give her name out, but she was spectacular. Uh, look, every Delta agent I've dealt with, I have to say, there's just 99% of them are wonderful, wonderful people. And and uh, and I was laughing with her. You know, I, I I had my mask on, but I was asking her, "Gosh, I I'm so sorry that you have to wear that." And she goes, "Oh my gosh, I got to wear it all day." And I said, "Yeah, I know you do, and I'm sorry." And uh, and and it was funny. And she laughed about it, and she and and you could tell she. she she, they're ready to get rid of the mask, uh, but they're being forced to. And it's not so much Delta it, or Southwest or any of the airlines. It's this Buddha judge bozo and, and the bureaucrats in Washington that control transportation, that oversee the FAA, that are forcing uh, them to do this. And, and it's ridiculous. And I would love to see the airlines stand up, the, all the CEOs, and demand meetings or demand uh, some time in front of Congress and demand that this, this, this mandate be lifted. And, folks, the other one thing that really chaps my derriere – and is when I get on the airplane and I hear a Delta flight attendant or any other flight attendant say that um, you have to wear your mask because it's a federal law. That's no such thing. Uh, laws can only be passed through the legislature. And, and the last time I checked, the legislature had passed no law mandating that the American citizen has to wear a mask. No law has been passed. Now, you can say it is an FAA requirement. It's an FAA demand. It is an FAA mandate. It's the bozos in Washington mandating and will follow their mandate. Um, if the airlines were honest, they would say it's the FAA threatening us to withhold money, to withhold tax breaks if we don't force mask wearing. And that would be a proper statement. But telling the American people that there's a federal law? No, sir. No, sir. You show me the federal law. You show me where the federal government has passed a law making it unlawful for the American citizen not to wear a mask. And uh, and, and then I'll shut up. <laughs> but until then, I'm not going to shut up. So – so anyway, I go through the airport and I get on the plane and I have to. And I will say this: uh, the wonderful, awesome people of Delta—they they really weren't that stringent. Uh, I'm on the airplane and I had wa- I had a water with me and I'm eating snacks and they never bothered me about the mask. So so kudos to them for that. And you can tell they're getting tired of it. You can really, really tell they're getting tired of it. So all right, and you're probably tired of hearing about my story in the airport. So we're going to take a break and when we come back, we're going to get into some news of the day, folks. Don't you go anywhere. We will be right back. Hello. My name is Colonel Retired Rick White, a United States Army veteran, and I'm the director of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. I would like to encourage all Georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. If you are a Georgia veteran, and the Georgia veteran's definition is you were either born in this state or you lived in the state 10 years or you raised your right hand and joined the military in the state of Georgia, you are considered a Georgia veteran. For further information, go to your website at www.gmvhof.org. Or you can contact me at 678-427-0915. Nominations need to be in by the last Friday in August each year. Again, if you're a Georgia veteran or you're a friend or family member of a Georgia veteran, living or deceased, please consider nominating that veteran to this highly noble and rare Hall of Fame for our great state. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. 
And we are back. Welcome, folks. Hey, look, I, I'm going to deviate for a moment because uh, awesome, awesome producer Brett just gave me a news story. So technically, uh, David, we can do a breaking news story. <laughs> America's Web Radio breaking news on the On Point with Victor show. Um, so California, the geniuses in California have decided to ban state-funded travel to several states across the United States. So what they're saying is if you work for the government of California and they pay you to take these ridiculous uh, – they call them work trips, but they're vacation trips to waste the people of California's money. In turn, which, which really the people of California are wasting the rest of our money because the Biden administration's bailing California out with your taxpayer dollars, uh, just as they're bailing out New York and the rest of these states that are just absolutely miserable and on the on the brink of collapse. But so California bans state funded travel. Uh, I mean, and they do this because they say that these states aren't friendly to to uh, the LGBTQQQRSTURYZEG whatever uh, community. Uh, my goodness, folks, we have a United States Constitution that starts off with uh, – oh, my gosh. I, you know what? I'm going <laughs> uh, to calm down a minute here, David, because I'm about to go off on this California morons. But we have a Constitution, folks, that's based on e- e- equality. Not equity, but equality. And, 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 and my goodness, the preamble, the, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, everything about it. Is 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 about equality and and by law, we have so many laws that that everyone is 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 treated equally, and that's the way we're supposed to be here in this country, and that's the way for the most part that we are. Now, are there hiccups here and there? Are there lawsuits here and there? Yes, but you know what? The Constitution usually and hopefully wins, and when the Constitution wins, equality wins. Um, and for a government of of California to 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 ban state-funded travel to – my goodness, let's see if I can find this in the story, folks. They're banning – let's see, they won't – you can't – if you work for California government, you can't go to Arkansas. You can't go to Florida. You can't go to Montana. You can't go to North Dakota. And you can't go to West Virginia. Wait a minute. West Virginia? Well, that's – isn't West Virginia where – the uh, Senator Robert K.K. Byrd is from. Isn't isn't that the state that uh, that that allowed Senator Byrd to be uh, to this day? The Democrats call him the conscience of the Senate. Uh, Hillary Clinton says he's her was her mentor. Wow. So California, somebody needs to teach California some history. Um, so here we are. Here we are, folks. This is the kind of mess that is going on. This is what your elected politicians are doing with your tax dollars. And 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 this is just an ex- one example in California. The government of California is telling the the workers who work for the government they're banning you from traveling to to uh to where was it? Florida, Montana, North Dakota, West Virginia, uh, Arkansas, just to name a few. Well, you know what? I, I am sure the people and the citizens of Arkansas, of North Dakota, of West Virginia, of Florida, of Montana, I am sure that they are happy that the bozo government officials from California will no longer be traveling to their states. In fact, if I were in those states, Montana, Florida, uh, North Dakota, 
um, West Virginia. If I was in those states, Arkansas, I would. Uh, I just. I'd. I'd go ahead and send them postcards or something. Say thank you for not coming to the great state of Arkansas or the great state of North Dakota or the great state of Florida. Uh, we don't need you. Why on earth would those states want any government official from California coming to their state? Uh, they, uh, we darn sure don't want their ideas. We don't want their uh, tax policies. Uh, we don't want their regulations. So, uh, hey, look, you know what I say to these people in California? Stay there. <laughs> we don't want you anyway. And that brings me back to what I was telling you about my trip to Texas last week. Um, you know, I, I get to Texas, and yeah, the first thing I do is pull off the mask and go, and there was no, uh, it was so wonderful, so wonderful to be there. Uh, but um, I met a lot of great people in Texas, and some of the people I talked to were talking about, in fact, Look, I met a lot of people down there. I met a lot of people last week. And I would say 95% of them were telling me, Victor, what do we do about the people moving here from California? <laughs> so, and I just said this, look, welcome them with open arms. Uh, be nice as you can. Give them the Texas welcome because Texans are awesome welcoming people just as we are here in Georgia and, and Tennesseans are and Alabamians are. And, uh, but politely tell them, please, or ask them, uh, please don't bring your progressive libtard voting habits. If you have them, don't bring them to our state. And 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 it was funny. We had a good laugh with a lot of people in Texas because there's a ton of people moving from Florida. Uh, I'm sorry, from California to Texas. And the Texan people are a little worried about the. Are they bringing their crazy voting with them? And I would say this. Look. I, I think a lot of the people that are moving to Texas from California are leaving California because of the liberalism, because of the progressivism, because of the ridiculous laws. They're, they're running away. So I think a lot of them will assimilate to Texas. They'll learn the Texas way and, and probably will vote uh, accordingly. Um, will there be a few that move to Texas for the mere uh, point of voting for progressive mess? Uh, yeah, of course, of course. That's that's a goal of the Biden administration. Um, that's why you see the Biden administration scooping up illegals and dumping them into states without even notifying the governors of those said states. Um, they want to turn uh, red states blue, uh, and it and it's you know I'm going to even get into later talking about the suburbs. The Biden administration wants to destroy the suburbs. Um, I'll get into that in a little bit. And for the same reason, they're trying to secure a one-party system. All power. They want to be all power. The Democrat Party of today wants to be all powerful, and they want that power into perpetuity. And to get that power, they've got to win elections. At least for now, they have to win elections. Now, look, the Democrats, if they could end voting they would end it tomorrow. They would have ended it yesterday if they could have. If they could, um, if they could get rid of the electoral college, they would get rid of it immediately if they could. But for now, Democrats still have to win elections. So what are they doing? They're attacking the way elections are done, and 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 they're also trying just to disperse their voters everywhere. Uh, a, a, a Republican is winning or a Libertarian or an Independent is winning. So um, I'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, but I had a great time in Dallas last week in Texas and, and met a lot of great people. And that was the biggest concern I heard from everybody was, uh, man, we got a lot of Californians moving in. Let, uh, we hope they're not bringing their voting. 
And, and I would just say this. I, I think a lot of them will not. I think a lot of them are going to vote accordingly because the reason they're leaving and running away from California. And I'll give you an example. I had an Uber driver and a really nice guy who just started talking to look folks for some reason i am an easy person to talk to and um i i've just it's just it's been that way folks since since i was a little kid just an easy person to talk to uh, an easy shoulder to cry on maybe because i'm so short and it's easy to for somebody to lean and put their head on my shoulder <laughs> so um but this uber driver started talking to me and and he he it was his sixth month in texas so he was a newbie and uh, and he moved from L.A. He was born and raised in L.A., loved L.A. And, in fact, you know, I've spent myself a lot of time in L.A., and so we were talking about L.A. and some of the great places that uh, that we both like, and we uh, I was telling him some places that I was, and they happened to be places where he was was before. But, but he's in his sixth month in Texas as a new Texas resident. And one of the first things he told me was, he's like, you know, I'm not bringing the mess with me. I left California, the place I love. This is what he said to me. This is, this is what he said to me. He goes, I left California. I left L.A., the, the state and the city that I love de- and hold dear to, to my heart. This is what he was telling me. Um, he left it because of the high taxes, the regulation, the lockdowns, uh, the, the uh, property taxes, the uh, just all the reasons <clears throat> he gave me were progressive Democrat policies. And for him to, to verbalize it and know why he left. And, and so that's what, what, what makes me feel good about some of the people that are moving to Texas. And I was able to put a lot of the people that I talked to and met, I was able to put them at ease because I met a couple of Uber drivers that had that, that point of view. And, um, and then I met some business owners that, um, you know, it was really interesting. And another thing I'll tell you, and then we'll move on. Um, I met a business owner, so I was, I was actually talking and hanging out with a business owner in, in, in Texas last week, and, and he f- has been a lifelong Democrat, and, uh, but great person, great friend of mine. And I talked to him, and we're talking, and he, he, he pulls me aside, and he goes, you know, Victor, he goes, I've been doing um, – he, he's in the show business, the uh, gift show business, and he's been, he's been doing shows now ever since last year, ever since things reopened. And he pulled me aside, and he goes, Victor, he goes, I can't find one person who voted for Joe Biden and Guatemala Harris. And I looked at him, and I said, what? I said, in your circles? I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. And he said, no. He goes, everywhere I go, every city that I'm in – uh, no one will admit to voting for Joe Biden. I found that staggering. This is coming from a lifelong Democrat. And so, of course, my next question for him, well, are you going to vote for Guatemala Harris? And he goes, no, not a chance. So we're making progress. So I say this because I wanted to bring some positivity to today um, about the outlook because – I'm going to talk about some things that the Democrats are doing, and I'm going to talk about – I'm going to introduce you to Haig Simons, and it's going to tick a lot of you off, and it should. But I don't want this to be a a show that brings you down. I want to bring you up. So I want to bring to your attention some things that the Democrats are doing and they're trying to do, what what the Washington establishment political machine is is doing to you now and what they're planning to do to you, the American citizen. I'm going to get into that some, some of that today, and it's going to bring you down a little bit. But I want to bring you up by telling you that 
there is a light at the tunnel if we do some things and we do them right. Uh, so we're going to get to that. So let's take the next break, and I'll jump into that uh, both feet first. So, folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right, we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on The Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back, folks. So I had a listener uh, reach out and want to know why California is is banning uh, travel for their state employees. Um, well, the stated reason, let me tell you the reason. The reason is because there are some states around this country that recognize there are two genders. You're male or you're female. There's the X chromosome, there's the Y chromosome. And all the science backs that up. And there are some states that will actually have the audacity to stand up and say, there's men and there's women. And right now, that women's sport uh, shouldn't have men in it. So we're not going to let Joe Smo become Julia Smo and go beat the tar out of biological women. Uh, that's basically what it is. But the stated reason is, and this is by, um, oh, my gosh, somebody named bon, bon, Bonta. Um, they said this. <laughs> we're working to prevent transgender. The, the state, we're, we're banning because the states are working to prevent transgender women and girls from participating in school sports. <laughs> so, look, um, again, they basically are mad because Arkansas, Montana, Florida, North Dakota, West Virginia had the audacity to say they're two genders. There's male and there's female. And just because you, Mr. Male, put on a wig and say you're a girl now doesn't mean you're going to go over and beat the tar out of these girls who have worked some for years some for months all the training that some of these girls do to achieve that athletic excellence that they achieve amongst their peers they don't want some dude to come over there uh and say he's a woman and then knock them all off their accomplishments so that's basically what it is folks and look it it's it's really 
has nothing to do with anybody's civil rights. Um, if you want to be transgender, knock yourself out. Um, if you want to become a girl, if that, if, if inside you, you want to, to, to be female, knock yourself out. But you can't then demand that everyone, A, call you what you're not. I mean, you can demand it, but they're, I mean, if they don't, they don't. Move on. Move on with your life. Remember what I said about that chip? Knock that chip off your shoulder. <laughs> your life will be better. If you just live your life, stop worrying about what everybody thinks about you. And that goes for anyone that's gender confused. It goes for you, too. <laughs> Man, am I going to upset Media Matters today. Oh, the emails are going to fly. But, hey, you know what, folks? That's all right. Um, like I said, I made it through college being five foot three. Uh, I can darn sure take on the Media Matters and all the rest of the liberals and libtards out there that are going to inundate me with angry emails and call me names. <laughs> so that's okay. I've been called names before. Um, all right, folks. So since November 2020 and January 5th when, when the two senators in Georgia went Democrat – um, for reasons I won't get into, I'm just I, I, I want, I'm not going to go down that road right now. But the fact is that, boy, the state of Georgia made a big mistake and sent two Democrats to the Senate, in which we are going to start correcting that uh, next year in 2022. Mark my words. Um, so, uh, but since January 5th uh, of this year and since November of 2020, um, the the elected Democrats. Today's electric Democrats and bureaucratic machine in Washington, they have felt emboldened. Um, I, I cannot stress enough how emboldened they feel. Uh, folks, today's Democrat Party, they have been planning and planning and planning and planning. Uh, there is turmoil in the party, yes, but their messaging stays cohesive. And this is a lesson that the Republican Party needs to take. Um, are there issues within the Republican Party? Absolutely. But they let their messaging get all messed up. And that is the problem with the establishment Republicans. When you look over to the Democrats, th folks, there is so much turmoil amongst the Democrat leadership right now. And the Democrat, I'm talking elected Democrats in Washington. So much turmoil right now. Um, but you really don't know it. One, because the media covers for them. But mostly it's because their message stays on target. Um, and, and that's what the Democrats are so good at. And when you go back, I mean, you go back to the Clinton years, the Obama years, and now Biden and Guatemala Harris. But in between all that, you go back to the Democrats' grip on the House and the Senate all the way up until 1994. And then they lost in 94. And that was the first time they've lost in, I, I, my goodness, it was like 100 years, folks. Um, when they lost in 94, they made a commitment that they would gain power again, and then they would never lose it. Now, they did gain power again, but they also lost it, and they weren't planning on that. So what did they, what did they learn from that? So, so let, me, let, me, let, me clear, let, me, let me spell this out for you, really, as easy as in layman terms as I can. In 1994, the Democrats were shocked. They lost the House. They lost the Senate. And then they vowed they vowed to gain power. They got to get the power back, and then they, and they vowed to never lose it. Well, along comes Obama, and in uh, my goodness, two thousand four, two thousand so two thousand six, they got the house. They got the house back. They got the Senate back, and they had the White House. And then they said, okay, this time 
we're not going to lose it. And then they started – now, again, I'm telling – they were planning from 94. They were planning and planning and planning. What can we do when we gain power to hold power? And then you fast forward to 2004, and they gain power, the House, the Senate, and the executive branch. And then they said, okay, we've got it. We got it. Now we got to hold it. And then they started implementing everything Obama did was to create a dependency and a dependent voter that would put the Democrats into power forever. Well, along came, came 2016. Actually, along came 2010. And, uh, and the American people said, no, we don't want this health care mess. We don't want government takeover. And they won the House back. And then in 2014, they won the Senate. And then in 2016, they won the, the executive branch. And so we go around the wheel again. And, and this is what I, when I've talked about before about that pendulum swinging. Um, as long as we have voting in this country, folks, we can throw some of these bozos out. And so now, fast forward to 2016, the Republicans have the House, they have the Senate, and they have the, the executive branch. And now the Democrats are going, okay. What did we learn from 94? What did we learn from 2004? What did we learn from 2006? What did we learn from uh, 2010? What did we, and, and on up. And they never stopped planning for the moment they could win again. And when the virus came along, when the Wuhan virus came along in uh, 2020, that opened the door for the Democrats. And you see, just as – look, folks – for years, the Democrat has lived. They have lived by the motto, "Never let a good crisis go to waste." They live it. They live it. Breathe it. Uh, eat it. <laughs> I mean, dream it. Sleep it. That it is all about never letting a good crisis go to waste. And so now you fast forward to today, and you look at what the establishment bureaucracy in Washington has done in the name of the Wuhan virus. It is a crisis that they they plan on riding this out as long as they can because they have to maximize. Again, never let a crisis go to waste. It, it was that bozo in Virginia, and I'm going to forget his name, uh, but he very strong ties to the Democrat Party, who, who said to the Democrats, and they live by this ever since, never let a good crisis go to waste. So – as the Democrats were planning and planning and planning, how can we get rid of Trump? This is why you saw if Trump went to the bathroom and he's, and he's walked to the left stall instead of the right stall, we're going to impeach him. This is why you saw for four years, no matter what Trump did, if the man passed gas, they wanted to impeach him. <laughs> and why? Because they had a plan before 2020. Everything was how do we get rid of Donald J. Trump so that we can get power. They didn't – it wasn't how can we win the American people over. It wasn't how do we win the election. How do we win the hearts of American people? How do we win their, their vote? It wasn't that. For four years, they tried to impeach a duly elected president because they didn't want to face him again. And they were planning and planning and planning. And then along comes 2020, and along comes the Wuhan virus. And instead of blaming where the virus came from, they wanted to blame Trump. You would have thought, if you weren't living in this country, or, or maybe you weren't from this planet, and you came and visited in 2020 uh, after March, <laughs> you would have thought that President Trump was so... 
so smart, so amazing, and 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 must have had five doctorals or doctorates. Sorry, doctorates, um, because somehow you were being convinced by the media that Donald Trump invented the virus. He manipulated the virus. He genetically engineered the virus. I mean, all these things apparently Trump did um, because that's what the media was telling and the Democrats were telling. They were putting all the blame on, on President Trump. I mean, if you just follow the logical line, folks, it's, it's just not possible. <coughs> Excuse me. But along comes 2020, along comes the Wuhan virus. And instead of blaming where the virus originated from, instead of holding communist China responsible – they jumped on and tried to convince you, and they convinced a whole lot of Americans that Donald Trump was the problem so they could get rid of him. And they were able to do it. They were able to do it. They were able to convince so many people that Donald Trump was responsible somehow for the Wuhan virus that they convinced enough of you. And then they well, – let's just face it, folks. I'm not going to argue it today, but they basically legalized fraud in Pennsylvania in uh, Michigan, in Wisconsin, in and even Georgia. Uh, they did things and changed voter law, which can only be done by the legislator. It is very clear in the Constitution that state legislatures are the only one who can change and set forth voting rules and voting laws. But yet, but they let the courts change it in those states. So basically, they legalized fraud. So with the Wuhan virus, they were able to change laws um, not change laws. They were just able to just by caveat an executive order and through court order change voting rules. And that basically legalized fraud and that basically led uh, the health mental dem- – <laughs> I'm trying to be nice, but I also want to be real um, – it allowed a man suffering from early onset dementia, a man who is in clear mental decline, allowed him to be elected president of these United States. Uh, and then he brought along with him Guatemala Harris, who was so not qualified for the job. Uh, it's ridiculous. But, uh, but anyway, so now the Democrats are setting every plan they have been, been drooling over. They're setting it in motion because not only did they get the executive – They've got control of the Senate, and they've got control of the House. And with that power, they are now trying to wield every dream plan they could think of, not to help the American people. Every plan they're putting forth is to gain, secure, and procure power, and they want that power in perpetuity. They Everything the Democrats and the establishment in Washington is putting out – is, is to gain one-party system control in perpetuity, and, and that is their goal, and, and, and that's what they're working for. And, and look, I really, really need you to understand this. I need you to understand that, that because the Democrats, today's current elected Democrats, because they control the House, because they control the Senate, because they control the executive branch, they are throwing every socialist Marxist uh, totalitarianism uh, idea and 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 uh, legislative idea, whatever you want to call it, um, they're throwing that at the American people right now, and and a lot of it they're trying to do under the cover of darkness while they're trying to convince you to hate your neighbor, and they're trying to convince you that 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 white supremacists are hiding behind every tree, they're trying to convince you. That um, we're we're a, a year or two or three or four away from climate change reaching around the tree and smacking you in the face. Um, 
all of these distractions they're putting out there while they try and ram through legislation that will give them more power and power into perpetuity. So when we get back, folks, we'll take another break. I know it's going fast. I'm going to get into some more things, and I'm going to get into some proof on what I'm trying and what I'm telling you. We'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor Show. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. I've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Quick stakes. That's Q-U-I-K stakes are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of quick stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes, Q-U-I-K stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. And we are back. We are back. We're back, back, back. So, uh, you know, before I dive into uh, and introduce you to Haig Simons, and folks, you've got to understand what Haig Simons, because this is something that's coming. It's coming from the Biden administration and the Democrats, and um, and, I, and I wanted to prepare you for it, because you have to demand that when you start, when you pick a Republican candidate and you start to support them for 2022, uh, you've got to demand that they start talking about this, because the Republicans right now are absent on this. And and as I talk about the, the establishment in Washington and how the, today's Democrats and the establishment bureaucracy that is Washington, how they want to procure power, you know, there are too many establishment Republicans that just sit on the sideline because they just want to go along and play along. Um, they want a little bit of power. If you give them a little bit of power and let them come to the table, uh, then they seem to be happy with that. And and we have that's the establishment Republicans we have to get rid of because if we don't start fighting, uh, we will lose this country. And that is not a, a, a platitude. It's not a hyperbole. Um, it is possible to lose this great nation. And, and, and we're on that road, and, but we do have the power as Americans to stop it. So, but before I get into explaining Haig Simons, <clears throat> I've got some great comments coming in and some great questions coming in. Um, look, I, I, I talk, talk about how awesome Texas was. 
And uh, But right now I want to switch to Florida because I've got some awesome, awesome listeners from Miami to Orlando to Jacksonville to Panama City to Daytona. Um, uh, just some outstanding listeners. And I want to point out my Daytona listeners, or at least a few of them who are, are very active right now, um, brought up a great question about the Olympian who's turning her back on the anthem and on the flag in the United States, a, a so-called United States athlete. Uh, I am not going to say her name because I don't want to give her credit for saying her name. I don't want to give her uh, any more media attention than, than, than she deserves, and she deserves none. Uh, what she deserves is to be kicked off the Olympic team. Um, I, I don't uh, – again, I'm not going to say her name. I'm not going to get into too many details. But as my listeners in Daytona point out, it is an absolute – uh, travesty and, and even uh, legendary Dave was mentioning this off the air. It is ridiculous to have an athlete in the United States who's supposed to represent this country. Folks, when you go to the Olympics, you're representing your country. You're not representing a high school. You're not representing a college. You're representing your country. Uh, just as the World Cup soccer match or a Euro Cup soccer match is going on right now. Uh, my Spaniard won yesterday, by the way. Um, <laughs> but you're representing your country. If I put on these, the, if I had the, 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 my goodness, if they called me up and said, Victor, put on the United States jersey and go play on our team, it would be the biggest honor of my life to be able to wear the United States flag and represent them and get on that field and play I don't even if I play terrible the fact that you know what I could ride the bench I you could put me at right bench or left bench or middle bench <laughs> but if I wore that jersey and if I if I were had the blessing and the honor to wear a jersey that said team USA it would be the thrill of a lifetime, uh, almost as much as wearing an Army badge or, or, or an Air Force badge or a Marine badge um, or a Navy badge. But to fight on the sports field for this country, uh, it, it should be every child's dream. But we have an Olympian now who turned her back on the national anthem and turned her back on the flag, the very flag that she represents. Folks, if I had any power, I'd throw her off this team. And, David, I bet you would, too. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I, I don't want to bust your bubble, but, you know, they, they couldn't afford to get you on the uh, on the American team and that they oh, had to like lower to. all the cameras. <laughs> and they just couldn't afford the uh, Wait, you know, of the cameras. You, you know? know what, David? I've seen the tripods. they got this little thing, and you can twist it and drop the camera. So it wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> But you're right. You know what else they'd have to do, David? Because I would do my darndest to win a medal, uh, I'd have to have a couple of extra milk crates for the podium <laughs> because I could I could win first place. And, folks, this has happened. This has happened. I could win first place. Now, it wasn't on the national level, but I have won a few medals in my time. Against the girls' uh, team? Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't against the girls' team. Believe it or not, it was not. Uh, 
but I, I could stand on the first place podium, which is usually the one in the middle, and not be taller than the person on the second place podium. It's happened to me, folks. In fact, uh, my goodness, maybe we'll post that picture. I've got a picture of me on the first place podium, and by golly, the second place podium and the third place podium recipients were still taller than me. So um, it's okay. I keep milk crates handy, so I could have some extra milk crates. I'll stand on them. But, but the point is, if you are an athlete and you're given the, the honor to represent the country of the United States and you turn your back on the anthem, you don't deserve to wear the flag. And you don't deserve to represent we the people. So if you had this, and I'm not going to mention her name, but you Olympian out there who turned your back on the national anthem and you know who you are, if you had an ounce of integrity, you would turn in your uniform and you would walk away. Because you don't deserve to wear that flag, and you don't deserve to represent me. I'm a citizen of the United States. You don't deserve to represent this country and the people of this country. And look, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And if if the flag's not good enough for you, then the medal, the gold medal, the silver medal, or the bronze medal is not good enough for you. So you shouldn't compete in the name of the United States. You know, it's the taxpayer of this country, probably. Maybe not. I'm not sure how the, Olymp- how the Olympics raises their money. Uh, but it's somebody's money that's helping that athlete get to that stage. And uh, if you're going to turn your back on the national anthem, if you're going to turn your back on the American people, then you don't deserve to wear the uniform. And you should walk away. My goodness, there's plenty of countries this lady could go to. I would like to see this woman athlete go to a Muslim country. Let's see how she's treated there. Uh, I'd like to see her go there and and be on the Olympic team, and then say tell the Muslim country they're not she's not going to stand or 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 face their flag. Yeah, let's see how far that gets her. Um, there are plenty of other socialist countries. Uh, why doesn't she go try out for the Olympic team of Venezuela? You know, most of the people in Venezuela are going hungry. She probably wouldn't take much. It probably wouldn't take much for her to be to to win a spot on a Venezuela national team. So why doesn't she just go there? Uh, so that's that's about all I'm going to say. So, so to my awesome listeners in Daytona, I wish I knew of a way to get her thrown off the team, but I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to handle that. But if there was integrity in the Olympic uh, United States Olympic Committee, then they would uh, they would have her removed from you know, the team. There is a way, and that's uh, for all your listeners and anybody, and for them to talk to other people and start writing them mm. and uh, boycotting. You know, saying, "Look, we're not going to support." If, that's a great point, David. That's a great point. So you listeners, you heard it right here. Uh, get active. You listeners out there, uh, start reaching out. Do a DuckDuckGo search. Do a Google search. Find the Olympic Committee. Uh, start emailing them and tell them you don't want to be represented by somebody who doesn't lo- love her country. Uh, if somebody can't wear the flag that she's represented <laughs> then and she can't stand for the anthem or, or face the flag – then, um, yeah, write some emails, folks. Actually, that's a great idea, David. So we should all do that, and I think I'll do mine today when, I'm all, when I get off the air. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. So um, I also want to move on to another. There's a listener in Georgia, I believe Tucker, Georgia, and he pointed out, and this is a great point. I, I, you listeners out there, you are awesome, and you're all on point today. Uh, but this listener in Georgia, in Tucker, Georgia, pointed out, if living in the suburbs is racist, because, folks, I haven't gotten to this yet. I touched on a little bit, but but the Biden administration and Democrats are, are starting to tell you, and they're going to con- try and convince you that the suburbs are racist, that if you have a nice house with a white picket fence or a brown picket fence, uh, 
you're somehow racist. Uh, that's coming. So this listener, astute listener in Tucker, Georgia, points out, if living in the suburbs is racist, then President Obama is racist because he lives in Martha's Vineyard. Uh, Ob- uh, Oprah is racist because she lives in Monticello. Uh, my goodness, LeBron James would be racist because he has two homes in L.A. and one in Miami and one in Ohio or one in, yeah, he's got all these homes out there that are in the suburbs, ladies and gentlemen. They're not in the inner cities. Uh, LeBron James didn't buy a house in Harlem. He bought a house in the suburbs of Miami. He bought a house in the suburbs of Ohio. So they must all be racist. So what a great, great point um, to be out uh, made by uh, my listener in Tucker, Georgia. So, uh, man, I love you guys. All of you listeners, keep it up. Keep it up. Keep the comments coming. It's it's awesome. And if you, too, want to make a comment, you can just jump on Facebook, folks. Go to the America's Web page, Facebook page. You can always interact with me there live. Um, you can also follow me at Radio Victor on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, folks. I'm in, I'm in three places. I'm on America's Web Radio Facebook page. I'm on Victor Armendariz Facebook page, Victor Armendariz. A-R-M-E-N-D-A-R-I-Z and I'm also on a page called Victor for Georgia Um, don't read too much into that but you never know what might happen in 2022 Uh, but you can find Victor for Georgia on a Facebook page near you so um, you can follow me there and again follow me on Instagram at Radio Victor Um, if you want to email me you can email me at Victor at America's Web Radio dot com Victor at America's Web Radio dot com I love hearing from you guys folks um, like we're hearing from listeners now it's a wonderful wonderful thing so thank you Florida listeners thank you Georgia listeners Um, those are some great points that you made so let me get into a little bit before we run out of time and boy are we going to run out of time Um, folks if you don't know what Hague Simons is look it up Hague Simons are two so-called economists they have an idea that they're running with and the Democrats are running with this idea and it's an idea that comes from George Von uh, (laughs) (laughs) he's a German economist um Remember this formula, I equals C plus A-N-W. I equals C plus A-N-W. Remember that formula. Look up Haig-Simons, H-A-I-G, Simons. This is a tax plan that is coming that the Biden administration is going to put forward. And they're using this formula, and I'm not, I won't get into too much of the algebraics, but uh, I equals C plus A-N-W. Think about that. Tune in next week, and I am going to delve into Haig Simons and tell you the tax mess that is on its way. Stay tuned, folks. Locked and Loaded is up next with Roger B. We'll see you next week. I'm out. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.